Hey, Word and Brown Brokers. Welcome to Breaking It Down with Word and Brown, the official podcast from the Word and Brown General Agency. My name is Paul Roberts. I'm your host. Thank you so very much for joining us. In this episode, we're talking about a second notice of material modification requirement in addition to the one that's required under ERISA law. This one is applicable to all small group employers sponsoring group medical plans. Unlike the notices we've covered in earlier episodes, however, this one is required by the Federal Affordable Care Act, not ERISA law. You might recall in our fourth episode on ERISA summaries of material modification that employers are required to distribute an ERISA notice of material modification to employees anytime there is a change to the plan administration details or the benefit details contained in the plan's summary plan description, or SPD document. That is called the ERISA Notice of Material Modification, and it must be distributed to employees within 210 days after the close of the plan year in which the change was made. But that doesn't really make much sense, does it? So there's a change to the plan in the middle of the plan year for whatever reason. Maybe there was a change in the employer's contribution. Maybe the benefits were enhanced, whatever they might be. Employers are required to tell their employees about these changes in order to correct any discrepancies contained in the already issued ERISA SPD. That makes sense, sure, but ERISA law dictates that the ERISA Notice of Material Modification must be given to employees within 210 days after the end of the plan year in which the change occurred. If you're thinking it makes sense to tell employees about these important mid-year changes to their plans, otherwise known as material modifications, during the plan year or even before the change is made in the plan year, well, the authors of the Affordable Care Act were thinking the exact same thing. The Affordable Care Act, the ACA, has a similar requirement to notify plan participants of material changes, just like ERISA. But the ACA requires employers to notify employees of changes in advance of implementing those changes. This notice requirement is called the ACA 60-Day Notice of Material Modification. Just like ERISA law's requirement to keep ERISA SPDs up to date, ACA law requires employers to keep their ACA summaries of benefits and coverage, their SBCs, up to date. You'll recall from our fifth podcast that SBCs are given by employers to employees and to COBRA participants at initial enrollment and then every year at renewal so employees can easily understand and can compare benefit options presented to them by their employers and then also compare those to individual options on state exchanges. While the ACA requires SBCs to be kept up to date by giving 60 days advance notice any time the benefit that's contained in an SBC is changed outside the annual renewal period. SBCs list the major benefits of a health plan in relatively lengthy detail, so if there's a change to the plan, it will almost always require an ACA 60-day notice of material modification. Now, this only applies when changes occur outside the standard renewal period. That is, employers only have to worry about this if changes to the plan are made during the locked-in plan year. Just like ERISA Summary of Material Modification, the notice must detail the benefit changes being implemented and their effective dates. 
and should likely include some note that the 60-day notice of material modification will govern in the event of any discrepancies between the SBC and the 60-day notice of material modification. Interestingly, though, and just like ERISA, there's no model language for employers to reference when creating these notices. The notices simply must describe changes at least 60 days in advance of implementation if those changes occur outside of the standard renewal period. Alternatively, the employer can simply provide a revised SBC as long as that SBC includes the changes that will be made to the plan during the plan year. We've heard some brokers say that employers sometimes are not aware of plan changes in advance of 60 days. We hear you, and we know that happens sometimes. But according to federal ACA law, changes in these circumstances must then be delayed in order to meet the 60-day notification requirement. Non-compliance with this law, and like most other parts related to notices, is hefty. The penalty is $1,128 per failure to distribute a notice, and each covered individual is a separate offense. Employers certainly do not want to incur a $1,128 per capita penalty for failing to comply with this federal ACA regulation. And non-compliance penalties are always increasing, so we do not expect this penalty to ever go down. And it's important to remind you that penalties here, and generally for all employee benefits compliance matters, are in the form of excise taxes. That means employers cannot write them off as business expenses. They must simply pay them with non-tax incentivized dollars. It's just cash out the window. Employers have much better ways to spend their money than on these costly penalties which is why we have this Breaking It Down with Word and Brown podcast to help you understand these requirements and explain them to your employers. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. We look forward to chatting with you here again real soon.